Hi, everybody. Greg Peterson here. I, I'm not quite sure how to describe this interview, but uh, you're going to find out something about me you may not have known. And it's not a bad thing. It's just I've never really disclosed it, certainly not publicly. Uh, anyhow, so we talked today about the Colonial Pipeline, what's happening with these ransomware groups, and there are a number of them. And uh, why? Why is it happening? And then also, of course, over the weekend, there's a little bit of discussion with Marco Rubio and others on uh, 60 Minutes, I think it was, about UFOs. So I, I guess there's a clue. So here we go with Mr. Chris Ryan. Stand today, I am Chris Ryan. Joining us right now is Craig Peterson. He is the host of Tech Talk on Saturdays. And Sundays at 11.30 a.m. on News Radio 610 and 96.7. Craig, how are you? Hey, good morning. That's a nice kickoff there with the stones. We love to hear it. We really do. There's nothing better than a little Keith Richards riff to get us into the mood here on this uh, Monday morning across the great state of New Hampshire. So, Craig... It's amazing how our news cycle works. We have the Colonial Pipeline is one of the, the biggest and my view most significant stories uh, that we've had so far this year. And we talked about this actually with Liz Cheney as well when she joined us on Friday. To me, there has to be a priority and a predominance of focus placed upon cyber warfare and germ warfare and electromagnetic warfare. We're hearing about, you know, UFOs uh, and um, that report from 60 Minutes, which I think is really important as well. I mean, it's clear now that there are UFOs. Used to be the question was, you know, do they exist? The answer is, yeah, they do, because we have video evidence of them and people have seen them and have firsthand accounts. So those are two things we're going to get delve into today. And I want to start with your takeaways from the Colonial Pipeline circumstance. Well, I talked about it a lot on the radio show this last weekend because it, it is a change. It, it really reflects a change in the way ransomware works, too. And over the weekend, we saw a big change yet again. Ransomware used to be just they got software on your machine, usually through phishing, which is sending you an email, getting on something, and then they'd encrypt all of your files and say, pay up, sucker, if you want access to your files again. And then it moved to the next stage, which was people didn't always pay up because they might have backups and say, well, we can just restore from backups. Forget about it. We're not paying you a dime. Well, they decided, well, maybe what we should do then is get a little more advanced. And before we encrypt your files, we're going to steal all of your important data. And then we're going to hold that data hostage and threaten to release it, just like they did with the Metropolitan Police Department down in Washington, D.C. And yes, indeed, they did release home information about the police officers in the Metropolitan Police Department right down there in Washington, D.C., because they didn't pay this ransom. Now what we have is something called DarkSide, which is a group that's been around for almost a year, and they sell services to other bad guys who want to ransom people. So DarkSide will take a 25% cut all the way down to 10%. They have it on their website, depending on how much money you're able to get out of people. A 25% cut on anything under about $5 million. And they'll do tech support for you and everything else. So when you take over someone's computer and they are now trying to pay you by Bitcoin, etc., in order to do that, DarkSide will do the tech support. Well, 
It turns out the dark side was behind this hack of the colonial pipeline. And dark side is now a little bit nervous. They brought their website down. Of course, it's on the dark web, as did two other major operations that are, again, ransomware for hire. So we've seen three major groups, Chris, go completely dark over the weekend. What does that mean as well? I mean, are they are they nervous that what are they nervous about in particular? Are they nervous about the FBI? Are they nervous about and does the FBI have you know, jurisdiction over a because that's one of the main challenges for whether it's for local police departments or for even an entity like the FBI, where there's a international type of a flavor to these um, many of these entities. How who has jurisdiction over them? How do you? How do you make them accountable, and how does things have to change in order for that to take place? Well, part of what drove up the value of Bitcoin so high and continues to are businesses who are buying Bitcoin in case they get ransomed. So that obviously supply and demand, limited supply of Bitcoin, businesses buying Bitcoin by the millions in case they ever get hacked, right? Look at what just happened with Tesla, buying all kinds of Bitcoin as a, quote, investment, unquote. Most of the time, these investments are to protect themselves. Who has jurisdiction? Well, I I have been to a lecture by the Secret Service where they were able to shut down a major black market operation that was running on the dark web, and they were doing all of their transactions in Bitcoin as cryptocurrency, and it is not safe. They were able to figure out who it was, where they were, and they were able to get Interpol involved and get it all shut down and get most of the money back, which is kind of interesting as well. So here in the U.S., the FBI does get involved, and I've worked with them on a number of cases. And, the, the of course, Secret Service gets involved because they're talking about a currency uh, thefts, international thefts, and then they pull in the international community to round these guys up. So I suspect that they're either very nervous because someone's getting awfully close to them, and we've seen a lot of shutdowns lately of these bad guys, or maybe it's just good business, let's just put up a different shingle and move on. I don't really know what's happening yet. And why operate out in the open the way that they are to begin with? Because you're going to draw attention you know, to yourself, and they, as you were referencing, they basically opened up a business and have put forward that business and said, here we are, you know, we're going to supply a commission-based environment. And, you know, that to me says that, they, that they're not that fearful of repercussions because of um, being um, very much a international type of, a, of an entity and there being questions, you know, about how you go about enforcement on this side. And, and, and there still are questions regard to jurisdiction. Um, there has to be a lot of cooperation for arrests and for investigation and things of of that nature to transpire. So why do they why do they have this this type of of confidence in your view? Well, that's an excellent question. Again, look at their targets. They've been very careful not to target Eastern European countries, specifically countries that were part of the former Soviet Union. So it does make me wonder, Chris, about whether or not the the Russians are actually involved and are providing them with some protection. And maybe Moscow said, hey, get your heads down. Yeah, what Biden said is there was... What Biden said there was no 
direct relationship. He did not say there was no relationship. He said that he did not believe that Vladimir Putin was behind it specifically, but that does not mean that he is not behind the entity or that there is some sort of uh, branch out to them, as there are many um, companies Uh, and oligarchs and uh, individuals who have not necessarily a direct association with Putin, but indirect ones. The final thing is on the UFOs, Craig, and your mm-hmm. thoughts on on this and how this also plays into what we're talking about with you no know, technological warfare. As I've said before, based upon the evidence, uh, I am still not on board with the fact that the UFOs are from outer space. I am on board with them being yeah. you know, Chinese or Russian or another country has developed some sort of a technology that allows for um, these unidentified flying objects to get close to our aircraft carriers or be seen off of the coast of Florida um, and in other circumstances. As I've said before, I've seen UFOs flying over, and as many other people have, <laughs> flying over our um, airspace here in New Hampshire. Things that just don't make sense, different colors uh, and and so forth. And now we know that they have been, uh, we've seen them on video. We know that they exist. There's no question about that. The question is, who is responsible, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, my experience with UFOs goes back to 1982 when I had a close encounter with a UFO, not just the movie back then, but uh, I was driving up the Central Valley there in California, and I all of a sudden saw this light that was blasting right into my car uh, that was probably about a half a mile ahead of me. And then it came closer and closer, and I had my windows open, didn't have air conditioning, and the, it came right next to me. Now, I, I know that helicopters make a lot of noise. We didn't have anything like drones back then, and it followed me. It stayed right next to me as I went up that central valley and took curves and everything else. Wow. My mother also had an experience. Where do they come from? That's You're right. That's the really big question. We certainly did not have that type of technology in the 82 or so when, when I saw it and when it followed me. And that technology, I doubt, existed 20 years before when my mother had an encounter with a UFO. And it's uh, it's kind of a scary thing. It really scared the living daylights out of me that day. Here I am in my 20s uh, driving, seeing it. There are some, right now, some technologies that we do have that provide on an, an extremely limited scale some of the features that we've seen of many types of UFOs. And at this point, Chris, I'd have to say, again, we really don't know where they come from. It would take an incredible breakthrough in physics in order to be able to have an aircraft of some form that can hover, make almost no noise, if any noise at all, and change directions completely without causing enough G's, G-force mm-hmm. to destroy the vessel itself, let alone everything inside. So it is a long way from anything technology-wise that's ever been exposed that we have control of. What I'm hearing is aliens. That's what I'm hearing. That's, that yes. is, that, Craig did not go that <laughs> distance, but it sounds like that is where you want to go with this. We don't have a lot of time here left, but I I do have to follow up on this because you you basically just described an alien encounter. So how did it end? Like, did the UFO go away? Were you abducted? What happened? 
No, I uh, thank goodness I wasn't abducted, but that got my interest up. And so I've studied this a lot over the years. Uh, it, it followed me along for fifteen or twenty minutes or so, and uh, it it just it had this light on me on the car, and the whole time I slowed down, it lowed, I sped up, it sped up. Uh, it was very very odd. Let's, let's kind of put it that way. And, uh, yeah, I I don't see any way it could have been from uh, made by us or the Chinese at the time or anybody else. It was, and I I felt scared, uh, really scared. It wasn't like a peaceful feeling, like there was love coming my way or something. But I I do think that they're either extra dimensional uh, or, you know, out from outside of this world. Craig, the amazing story there. Thank you so much. Take care. Craig Peterson, he is the host of Tech Talk here on News Radio 610 and 96.7 on Saturdays and Sundays at 1130 a.m. Hey, uh, I'm going to be a little slow getting back to you guys. I want to schedule these cyber health assessments and get them all done for everybody that asked over the weekend. If you did not get a chance to ask yet, make sure you do go online. Just send me an email, me at craigpeterson.com. Put a uh, like cyber in the subject line and just let me know you're looking for one of these health assessments. I've got some that you can do yourself. You don't even have to talk to me or anybody else all the way through very deep ones that we do for businesses and others. So let me know. Take care, everybody, and I should be back tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.